Arsenal top at the turn of the new year. LVG finally gets a win over his bogey side. Dutch delight for Chelsea as they pick up three points. And Liverpool hammered as Carroll haunts his former club. I'm Dubs. I'm Peterson. And this is the Side Netting. After another year, it's now 2016. Oh, wow. Hashtag scary. Yeah. The hashtag's done now. I don't know. Is that, or is that like hashtags like 2015 stuff? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no podcast is ever the same without our question of the week. Oh. And being the new year, the question of the week is, what is your footballing New Year's resolution? Oh. Um... Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, New Year's happens, everyone makes their resolutions, like... Um, go to the gym. That go to, to the yeah, gym. go to the gym, <laughs> like, eat better, like, give up smoking, even though they don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, f- football re- New Year's resolution. I, um, I think two things. One, um, try not to get too depressed about Chelsea the rest of this season. <laughs> um, so- somehow I think that's not going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the other, I think, is not to obsess too much with fantasy football because I'm, I'm <laughs> starting to lose sleep over fantasy football. <laughs> I think you messaged um, the other day yeah. saying, you know, you're... what did you say? Uh, I, I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning just to, to check like the overnight like fantasy <laughs> scores. Yes. <laughs> I used to do that to check like the other results, like yep. actual football results, because like Chelsea are always in the title race. Yeah. But this year, like, I don't need to bother to do that. I'm just <laughs> looking at the fantasy scores. You just need to make sure you're in the title. Yeah, race. exactly. So uh, yeah, that's, that's probably my New Year's resolution. I think. Uh, what about nice. yourself? Mine is just to have a <laughs> a good fantasy team. I'm struggling again. <laughs> the, the bottom three players on our in our squad or in our league. Yeah. I don't think it really players anymore. Yeah, I don't think they looked at their squad since probably round one. <laughs> yeah, so that technically means that I'm on the bottom of the ladder again. <laughs> so my my New Year's resolution is to uh, yeah have a better fantasy team. Yeah, I was doing all right for a while. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day, Dubs, you'll get there. <laughs> well, now to the match of the week. Yeah, Everton um, won. Tottenham yeah. won. It was um. It, it sort of promised goals, goals, goals. Like the the way these two teams have been going, um, yep. heading into the game, it was a lot of talk was you know battle of the the frontmen, um, Lukaku and Harry Kane, probably the two in form strikers going around at the moment. Yep, and Harry Kane, uh, yeah. not doing anything to avoid that. He's hit the the, I think it was the left. Post. Yeah, from far far um, distance. Yeah, that was. Uh, a shame it didn't go in. Yeah, Harry Kane's really good to watch as a neutral because something always happens whenever he gets the ball. Like, it doesn't matter how far out he is, he either creates something or he, he just backs himself and has a shot. Yeah. And I think he catches a lot of defences and goalkeepers off guard because once he gets ball, he, you know, get ball, see ball, yeah. <laughs> hit ball. Yeah, well, depending on how far out he is, you don't yeah. expect him to shoot. So uh, I mean, you, you can't blame him for doing that in the, the form he's in this season. So he's um, really picked up where he left off um last season so um yeah and yeah as far as Lukaku goes he's almost putting in in goals and and assists for fun at, at the moment but yeah. um got, neither striker got on, on the score sheet but um Lukaku with some great build-up work for Aaron Lennon's goal yeah 
Uh, I bet he was happy with that goal. Yeah, he <laughs> did his former club. Yeah, he did the uh, the no sort of celebration. Yeah, just celebration. The hands yeah. Out. Yep, I scored. All right, let's get on to it. <laughs> but you sort of gather inside his mind, he was probably like jumping up, punching the air, sort of you know, giving the two finger salute to uh, Pochettino on the sidelines. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's um, sort of Lennon's hasn't had that much game time since he moved to Everton. But um, yeah, he probably would have been very pleased with that. Well, it's one of those. It's like when I put Martial in and then put him as captain because if anyone's going to score, it's the brand new guy at the yeah. club. And yeah, there's another situation like that. Um, but yeah, um, it was um, interesting sort of looking at it on the tactic side. Um, um, Spurs went with Alderweireld and Vertogen partnered up in central defence. Alderweireld usually plays out wider. Yeah. Um, and it was mostly just so they could both contain um their belgian international teammate lukaku yeah and um yeah even that i mean i suppose they'd be happy that he didn't score but still had a bit of an influence on that game yeah well you kind of have to because lukaku aside from scoring he's got really great ball control yeah oh, so phenomenal it doesn't matter where the ball comes from yeah he's gonna hold it <laughs> yeah he, he just um he reminds me so much at the moment of, of Drogba just in his, his style of play like the big man who can not only like hit the leather off the ball he can he can hold it up he can bring others into play um technically he's just he's he scored just about every single goal you can um yeah. you know headers left foot right foot um so yeah he's I think the rest of his this season will just be massive for Lukaku and also for Harry Kane. But um, one player we need to t- talk about, um, Deli Ali. Yep. Talk about breakout season <laughs> in the Premier League. Um, yeah, getting on the end of a, a great um, Toby Alderweireld. Um, it was a long ball and running with his almost back to goal and yeah, just that technique of being able to control the ball on his chest and then hit it on the volley. Yeah, it's just phenomenal uh, from the nineteen year old and. You'd almost argue that he'd probably be, you know, if you did a team of the season right now, he'd probably be very close yeah. <laughs> to in that team of the season. Was it was it Ali who um, had the long ball and hit the post, hit the, the crossbar? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was um, Davies, Davies, the, the uh, defender. Okay. So, that was um, a cracking shot. Yeah, it was a cracking shot. There was, there was quite a few um, close calls in this game. But, uh, yeah, pretty entertaining to watch as a neutral. And, um, yeah, a really good... Um, I mean, obviously, we... Weren't able to record last week, and you know, it was that almost had three rounds of football since mm. our, our last podcast. And, and in that time, Tottenham have just been on this really consistent run. They've, I think, it was three wins and a draw from their last four rounds. So, um, yeah, they're and now they're in the top four. And you know, you could argue that they have a real shake at, at the, the premiership. Yeah, if you know, if this is probably the season anyone could win it, you yeah. know, like why not Spurs? Yeah. Um, and on on the other hand, you sort of look at Everton, and they've been so impressive um, attacking wise. But then defensively, they just they leak so many goals. They drop so many points from winning positions almost yeah. every week. And you know, Everton, I think they're sitting eleventh or twelfth. Yeah. And you know, at the end of this season, if they're sort of still around that area, they'll, they'll be kicking themselves because this would have been a great season for them to finish top four. Yeah. And had they been more consistent at the back. There's no reason why they they couldn't be there, and you know it could real be a, a real big missed opportunity yep. for them. So um, yeah, really entertaining game, and um, but yeah, um, good to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, transfer window. 
Yes. That, the, the best thing about um, the turn of the new year is always the transfer window <laughs> yeah. opening back up. And, uh, it seems like every, like every club is linked with just about every player and, you know, players, um, prices skyrocket at this time of the year. And yep. usually, like, January isn't really well known for, for great sort of transfer dealings. Like, none really stand out as being super impressive. Um, maybe... United all those years ago when they got was it Evra and Vidic in yeah. the same transfer window like that's really good bit of business yeah um, but it's a bit hard at this stage of the season because you know a lot of the top teams want top players but those top players are sort of Champions League tied yeah so uh, you know you maybe need to find players from mid tier clubs that are outperforming and um, we've already seen a, a couple transfers are just about to go through um, Jurgen Klopp's already made his first. Um, signing and he signed the Serbian under 21 international Marko Gurdjic. Um, he's a real lanky midfielder, very attacking um, midfielder, a bit like Nemanja Matic but with more goals, yeah. if, that, if that makes <laughs> sense. And uh, absolute superstar of Serbian football, um, been killing it in this, um, the Serbian first division. And um, yeah, it was part of that Serbian under 21 side that. Um, last season won the under-21 World Cup against Brazil. So yep. um, no surprise he's moving to, to a good club. But um, yeah, hopefully he gets gets some minutes. And he is young, so I suppose um, Jurgen Klopp, he does like the young players that like to show a bit. So probably good signing yep. for them. And it looks like Arsenal are adding some midfielder to their stock. If that makes sense. <laughs> to their stock. Adding midfielder stocks. <laughs> Sounds like a farm. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, anyway, they're adding uh, Mohamed El Nene from FC Basel, who is an Egyptian midfielder. So Arsenal are obviously needing some midfield cover. And before the season started, Arsenal didn't sign any outfield players. The only player they signed was Peter Cech. Yeah. And there was a lot of talk about, you know, is it a bit naive from Wenger heading into a season without, you know, adding any more quality? Yeah. And, you know, they are top at this time of the season, which is fantastic for them. And obviously now they really need to think, okay, well, we're in the box seat. You know, we have to win this season. We can't let it slip from here. And it's probably a good good idea to add in a bit more um, reinforcements, especially yeah. with Alexis Sanchez. When, you know, we sort of keep hearing he's a week or two away and then yeah. a week or two passes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, if anyone's prone to, to injuries, it's the Arsenal midfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, my... Cousin is over from America, oh. and he is a diehard Chelsea fan. Oh, and, I have to meet your cousin. <laughs> and he seems to think that Hazard will go. Yeah, really? Yeah, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Nah, he, he definitely won't go this... He, he won't be going this transfer window, that's yep. for sure. Um, no way Chelsea Chelsea would let him go, and um, especially after they just... They bought in hitting. Like, he's really got to have time to work with the new players. Yeah. Unfortunately for, for Hazard, in this, since Hiddick's come, he's been battling some um, groin injuries. So, yeah. Um, they'd be silly to... I mean, he was player of the year last season, and like that entire squad, like hardly any of them <laughs> have played to what, what their potential yeah. is. Yeah. So it'd be silly to sort of get rid of him after half a season yeah. of bad football when he's been very solid in his three years he's been there already. Yeah. And we've talked about it before. But Leicester City, yep. do you think that Vardy and possibly Mares will continue? Well, th- this is the the big thing. Like, you know, a lot of the clubs will now sort of maybe be looking at Leicester with, you know, the the target yep. <laughs> on, on some of their backs. Um, 
according to Ranieri, he says that both Mares and Vardy are happy yep. at Leicester. Um, but, you know, when the big clubs sort of come knocking and, you know, with the promises of Champions League football and, you know, they could probably almost triple their wages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you wonder if the players sort of think, oh, you know, do I do it, do I not? But yeah. uh, it will be very interesting to see it, you know, of these teams that have sort of outperformed. Yeah. Whether they are able to keep hold of that squad. Yeah. Um, obviously, they wouldn't get as many minutes, so they have to sort of weigh that up. Inflated wages or less playing time. And <laughs> yeah. I think that depends on the ego of the player, I think. Oh, exactly. Um, and, you know, every every player has ambitions. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure all these players in the Premier League, they all think they can be the best that they can be. Yeah. And there's no reason why they, why they can't. Um, so, obviously, if they get this opportunity, it's, it'd almost be very hard to, to knock back. Um, yeah. You know, players dream of playing on the biggest stages, you know, in front of the biggest crowds, yeah. winning trophies. Like, you know, you play football to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it will, will be um, very interesting. But um, one of those players of sort of the mid-tier um, is Sadio Mane from Manchester United. Um, came very close to joining United in the preseason window and that fell through. Um, when Southampton put their foot down. And it sort of looks now like that transfer is going to go through. Yep. Um, Mane you know, has been disciplined at Southampton for, you know, sort of a, a bit of a poor attitude <laughs> yeah. of recent weeks. And, and maybe he sort of knows that, oh, he's about to leave and just yeah. really can't be bothered. Because um, Kuman dropped him from the starting 11 on, on the weekend for, for showing poor attitude. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of rumours going around that this transfer is just about all it needs is the signatures on the paper. Yep. Um, maybe Southampton will look at sort of stretching it out for as much of January as they can because I'm sure they don't want to lose one of their best midfielders. Yeah. Um, well, he's going to have his finger on all the power buttons on the fax machines. <laughs> yeah. United will be making sure the Southampton fax machine works, so that, that's for sure. But um, there's, there's one reason why we need Mane. Do yep. you know what that is? Why? Goals? No. <laughs> we need Mane to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. That's my fantasy team. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mane to pay the bills. Uh, um, and your man, the one you thought would be in the Premier League. Um, Charlie Austin. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about a lot at the start of the season when we started recording, when the transfer window was still open, that... Everyone was sort of expecting Charlie Austin to get to get picked up by someone, and and now you know there's rumours that he could be heading to to Palace yep. or Newcastle, both teams that desperately you know would like to add more goals. Yeah. Um, also, you know, rumours are that Villa are in for him, but I think he'd be stupid going to Villa, moving from one side in the Championship to a side that's destined for yeah. the Championship. Yeah. You know, you're almost taking a backward step, but um, I, I reckon he'd he'd suit in well. At, and um, either side at Palace or, or Newcastle, maybe um, Palace might be a better fit with yeah. you know, a lot of fast attacking players around him. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, because I mean, Palace are sort of suffering a bit of um, of injuries at the moment. They played Fraser Campbell over the weekend. I completely forgot Fraser Campbell was still playing in the Premier League. Yeah, um, they signed Connor Wickham. What was it this time last season? But he really hasn't done that much since he moved. I think he scored one goal this season. Yeah. Which was a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that doesn't really count. And um, and obviously Manchester City looking at, at trying to push to win the league. 
and a lot of rumours around that they're looking at signing. Um, there's a German midfielder, um, Leroy Sanye. Sanye, I think you pronounce his name. Anyway, he's um, he's German. He's uh, very fast. Got a bit of a, a cool afro. <laughs> yeah. Um, 19 years old. Because there's not enough of them in the Yeah, because there's not enough Afros. <laughs> um, yeah, and City looking at breaking the, the record to sign a German player and looking at spending £40 million pounds on the... Ni- he's 19 years old, sort of just broken into the German national team. Absolute massive potential with this kid. I've seen him play a few times. He's, yep. he's unreal. Uh, but that's a lot of money and a, a lot of pressure. There seems to be a new trend... Um, in the Premier League, where owners have more faith in players they don't know yeah. than the managers they've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and and you sort of um, you wonder if this is a you know um, a Pellegrini signing or is this you know so a lot of these big clubs have pretty much football departments and they take care of all that stuff. They yeah. sign who they think is best, and yep. then the manager has to make that work. Yeah, uh, and that was one of the probably one of the sticking points for Jose. This season that he didn't get the players that he wanted and in the end, you know, (laughs) played substandard football. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, we're only into the the transfer window is still early days. So it's always funny when that towards the end of January, when like the panic starts to sink in. (laughs) And then we sort of see like this this Russian roulette of players getting picked and, and traded. And yeah, it will be really interesting to see what ambitions a lot of teams have and yeah. you know a big statement for Leicester too you know will they keep their foot down keep these players and really push for top 4 and you know with some of the other clubs do they really try and strengthen and make a push for it yeah um but yeah very interesting i wonder if Charlie Austin ends up going to Palace. Um, they're gonna him and Yedinak are gonna butt heads over who's got the better beard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I think the last time I saw Charlie Austin, I, I think he had it shaved off. Oh, really? I saw him in the championship. I I may be wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Yedinak, that beard. He was back on the weekend, and and that between him and I think it's um, Delaney. He's got the for Crystal Palace. Beard? He's got yeah. a massive beard, and it's almost like three hundred esque. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is palace. This is palace. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's enough about beer talk. We need to keep that for our our, 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 our man grooming podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, On to one of the staples of our podcast, the Cleverly Awards. Um, big big ups for Tom Cleverly who scored the last. Yeah, he seems to be playing over the last few weeks for um, Everton. Scored a ninety third minute winner, but um, like to think we had something to do with that. You know, he obviously listens to the show. Yeah. Gets a lot of inspiration from us. The buzz is out there. Yeah, the the buzz about Tom Cleverly is real. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, he is obviously a favourite of ours, even though we do take the piss out of him quite a bit. But uh, if you are listening for the first time, um, our Cleverly Award is is for something that we've seen um, or read that's a little bit obscure, something a little bit funny that we've seen while happening on the field. And... um, yeah, we, we salute the great man. So, Dubs, did you see anything over the last few weeks that might be worthy? Uh, the only thing I did see is, I don't know if you spotted it or not. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> is the dude selling the um, Jose Mourinho Manchester United yeah. scarves. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Um Paul Scholes was on like doing punditry work, and he just pretty much said that guy was a massive flog. <laughs> he, I love Scholes; he just says it how it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, just 
Yeah, the, you know what the the awful thing was? People were actually buying those scarves, and you you could like see them. There was a lot of photos going around of people holding these scarves up at yeah. the game. Uh, I, I mean, any anyone will do anything to make a buck these days. Yeah. Uh, whether this guy's a massive entrepreneur or not, <laughs> that remains to be seen. Uh, but maybe he might need to use his spell check because yeah, uh, yeah. What what was spelt wrong, Dobbs? Uh It was. A Manchester unted. Yeah, Manchester unted. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe before this guy tries to make fake Jose Mourinho scarves next time, he might just want to... He was probably concentrating so much on making sure Jose Mourinho was spelt right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, forgot about the word United. So, um, yeah, I think a, definitely a, a worthy <laughs> nominee. Um, what about you? All right. Uh, this, this weekend, I was watching Liverpool West Ham and... Yeah, conditions this this weekend were, were horrible for English football. It was just raining. It was windy, and during the the West Ham game, um, you know, a bit of debris had blown onto the pitch, and there was a plastic bag sort of floating around, um, American Beauty style, just sort of spinning in a circle <laughs> on the pitch. And Mark Noble, you know, doing the right thing, picks up the plastic bag, but put it into his shorts, tucked it into his jocks, <laughs> so it wasn't on the pitch. So I don't know if he ever took the bag out of his jocks yeah. until after the game or not, but. Surely you would be uncomfortable running around with a plastic bag well, in your undies. When you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he's maybe he's thinking, oh, you know, plastic bags are you know expensive these days. Yeah. You gotta pay an extra two cents or five cents and BYO at the supermarket. Yeah, you know, <laughs> gone gone to the wife and he got some. Oh, by the way, use this one when you just well, give it a wash. <laughs> I've seen people um, when when substitutes come on and they've got little notes in their hands. I've yeah. seen people eat them and yeah. put them in their socks. Yeah, usually sometimes you see them put it put it in their socks or they like rip it up and then throw it on the on the ground. But um, yeah, in, interesting one. So um, hopefully no fruit or veg are going into that uh, that plastic <laughs> bag. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Mark Noble. <laughs> and it is time. Yes. The uh, segment that I sometimes like, I sometimes hate. Yes. This the, week I hate. The one you dread. <laughs> yeah, fa- Fantasy Football Corner on the Side Netting Podcast. Um, a lot to digest over these last three weeks. Um, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, though. It has. It has, hasn't it? Like, we saw um, some really big scores, you know, a round or two ago because all the big names got on score sheets and assisted and clean sheets. And then. We had this game round where, you know, a lot of players in fantasy football have a lot of similar players. Yeah. And most of those players really didn't impact games that much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of lot of really low scores. And I think the average for the round was 40. So it pretty much says yeah says yeah. everything you need I to know. Half the average, <laughs> 21 points. Uh, I was shocked <laughs> I thought I, when I saw the results after the week had finished yeah I thought that there were still games to go yeah yeah <laughs> my score was so low um I had a look at your team and I felt sorry for you after watching the, the Chelsea yes because I forgot to set it yeah so much happening mm. this week with Christmas New which Year's. is strange for you because usually you do your transfers on the Monday <laughs> yeah pretty early. um and yeah I forgot to put Willian back in oh, so stupid and um yeah I remember messaging um, or putting in the Facebook somewhere that Tadic better score because I forgot to put Willian in. Yeah. Willian decides to score. Yeah, they, when it rains, it pours. Uh, <laughs> I had a similar thing. I had uh, yeah, Dali Ali on my bench in fantasy, and yeah, that yeah. one came back to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the worst was, yeah, um, Koscielny. I took him out, and he scores because I took him out, yeah. of course. 
It's not as bad as the time earlier on in the season when I traded out Sergio Aguero, and then that weekend he scored, what was it, four or five four. goals against Newcastle? <laughs> so, uh, please, you've got nothing compared to that. <laughs> but uh, looking at the top player this round, yeah, no surprise, it was a defender. Koscielny coming back to haunt Dave. Um, 15 points, so um, not the highest score we've seen this season, but, um, yeah, coming from, from a defender with a clean sheet and a goal. So handy for him. And then last game week, also Arsenal player, um, Gabriel, with 14 points in midfield. Um, I think he got a goal. Oh, no, he was playing in defence in place of Koscielny. Yeah. Um, so he got a goal as well. And the week before that, Kevin De Bruyne with 16 points. I think he had a, a goal and two assists. Yeah, in the one game, and I was spewing that game week because I originally had Kevin De Bruyne as captain, and then at the last minute, I think I changed it to Mares, yeah, who didn't really do that much that week. So, anyway, I have a feeling that um, the Mares uh, Vardy ship is kind of quietening down a bit now. Yeah, well, I mean, we heard Ranieri talk after the Leicester Bournemouth result that um, Vardy was ill all week back practically bedridden all week um, and only got up to play. And he's also been carrying a a niggling groin injury and he has already had surgery on that that groin this week. Yeah. And he's going to miss this weekend's... This weekend in in the UK is the FA Cup. So he's going to miss the FA Cup game. Yeah. But then be fit... Well, they plan for him to be fit against Spurs the following week. So, you know, coming up against the meanest defence in the league after an injury layoff... Mm. And you know, almost two weeks without playing, it's a big ask. Skipping that match, yeah. Well, you know, we we've seen now Lukaku, Harry Kane, even Agüero, like they're just consistently scoring. In the last three, four weeks, I think Vardy's probably only had one goal and maybe an assist. Yeah. In that time, you know, do you look? Do you think you look at trading out Vardy or do you keep him? Because basically, everyone has him anyway, and he's cheap, and he does play ninety minutes every week. Yeah. Um. Given that he's actually having surgery, yeah, <laughs> I would probably transfer him out because you can always you get the free transfer next week, or you've got your yeah, um, your wild card, wild card. But um, as you pointed out to me, because I was thinking about using it because I'm sick of my team, <laughs> um, to wait till the transfer window ends, which is a good uh, good piece of advice. Yeah, well, we're going to see new players come in, and you know, some of them can hit the ground running, like we saw with Kevin De Bruyne. As soon as he came, you. Yeah. Made an impact straight away. Um, and yeah, good time to analyse your squad, have a look, make a few transfers. So, um, Also, you know, there's that many fixtures around at the moment. Could be a few injuries. So you might need the wild card to sort of trade out two or three players. Yeah. And not take, you know, that massive points hit. Which, unfortunately, you had to do a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So you made three transfers. I did have a good week, though. Um, yeah. But yeah, but unfortunately, he had, he had the minus eight points. Yeah, so. I think at that at that stage of um, the fixture, I think I would have been above Fernie. Yeah. Um, but because I made those transfers, I was I think like four points below him or something. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm I still don't I don't regret yeah those changes because yeah um, it was lucky I made them. <laughs> um. Now, what one thing I wanted to, to touch on is um. Chelsea now starting to hit some form. They're four games undefeated. Do you look at Diego Costa maybe as an option as a striker? Because under Hitting, he's he's only played twice under Hitting. He scored three goals and had one assist in the two games. And we saw this weekend against Palace. He sort of 
wasn't doing any of the niggling stuff that he would usually do. Yeah. None of those antics were present yeah. in his game. He just he just played football. Yeah. And he looked like a completely different player. Yeah. Well, they look like a completely different team. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still under the uh, impression that the whole team, since Jose is gone, the um, the vibe of the team is just lifted. Oh, the massively. Player morale is just high at the moment. So, that, yeah, they're just playing much better and And you see it with players like Oscar as well who, you know, has dramatically improved yeah. since Hitting has arrived. Maybe he's given him a license to, to play up the pitch a bit more and um yeah, it's contributed with a few goals and assists himself and um yeah. but yeah, William, I think you'll be starting him in your starting lineup next game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who they're playing next? Uh they play I think it might I'm not sure if it's Everton or West Brom, but both games are at home. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll have a look when yeah. we do the, the forecast. Uh, and yeah, looking at our fantasy football competition, it's super tight at the moment. Uh, been a few lead changes the last few weeks between um, Ben and our, our good friend Rush. Um, they've sort of been swapping and yeah, uh, yeah uh, Rush pounced this week. She, I think she got 45 points or something, which yeah. is actually pretty good considering most of us average probably 30. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she's able to sort of put in a little bit of um, breathing room at the top. But um, even the last few weeks, I've managed to sort of close the gap a little bit yeah. on um, on Ben and Rush. But um, so, yeah, you know, super tight. Anyway, I reckon even you could still yeah, win Yeah, I was just going to say, that it's tight. that tight that if I can get a good few weeks together, yeah. um, I could be in the running as well. Yeah, it's almost the time to start taking a few risks and try and sort of make that jump. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe the wild cards will come in handy. And well, um, when I do use my wild card, and I will yeah. <laughs> after the um, transfer window, I'm actually going to look up statistics and playing times and stuff like that, and I'm yep. going to actually try and make a a solid team rather than try and get who I think is going to score. Yeah, who's going to have a good week. Yeah, because um, that's been my uh, attitude towards it. Yeah, so far. All right, so now onto the the round itself that's just gone past. Uh, starting with Arsenal one, Newcastle zero. Arsenal had the clean sheet. Yeah, another one back to, back to back. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, horrible. As we touched upon earlier, horrible conditions in the league this week, and it was like yeah. sideways raining. Um, really made the game a bit scrappy, and um, probably allowed Newcastle to to push up in that game, sort of bring the, the level down <laughs> yeah. a bit more. Um, but yeah, um, a good goal from Koscielny, um, which was good for him. But yeah, Newcastle probably heading back up to the top and, well, top of England, I should say, and <laughs> really kicking themselves because they had quite a few chances to, to score. And between Mitrovic and Wijnaldum, they sort yeah. of spurred a few chances there. And yeah, well, and congratulations also to Peter Cech, who became the Premier League's all-time leading clean sheet holder. Wow. Um, who broke the record during the festive season. So good on him. Well done. Yeah, good on you, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Leicester, Bournemouth, nil all. Bit of a surprise. I thought this was going to have goals. Yeah. Uh, I, I reckon even Leicester and Bournemouth were like, all right, so they've got the, the, the same thinking where Leicester's thinking, oh, okay, Bournemouth is scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. Bournemouth thinking Leicester's scoring a lot of goals. Let's try up our defence a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think they both just held, almost um, 
park the bus a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, it was actually a super entertaining game. Yeah. Um, action at both like both teams could have had numerous goals. Um, yeah, Vardy, oh, fluffing a great chance. He got put through and sort of beat the two defenders and only had himself in the goals and managed to hit the post. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he would have been kicking himself. And yeah, Mares winning a, a or not um, Mares, sorry, Vardy winning a, a slightly dubious penalty. And, you know, from one angle, it looks like, um, I can't remember who it was. Was it uh, Francis? Yeah, Francis, you know, did he get the ball? Did he just take out Vardy? Like, there's no doubt he got Vardy, but whether yeah. he got the ball first. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. To me, know. it did look like a little bit of a push in the back as well. Yeah. Only because his, his arm was out. Yeah. Um, but... Like, f- first look, I thought it was a penalty. Like, yeah. I had no problems with it. Uh, you could argue, yeah, he got the ball, but he also went through the back of Vardy to get the ball. Yeah. Yeah, um, tripping him up from from behind. So I, I can see, you know, from the ref's angle. Yeah, like I can see why he easily gave it. It's not the worst decision I've ever seen, but um, yeah, yeah, Mares just he didn't look confident taking that penalty. No, did he, he didn't. And I, I think um, it's Boric, the yep. Bournemouth keeper. Yeah, I think Boric actually put him off. Yeah, by jumping the other way quickly. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I think because that's what the players do now for some reason is they yeah. kind of try to see where the keeper's gonna go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he should have put that away. And and also he might. I mean, he he knows. You know, the goalkeepers do their homework. Would have known. Would have watched Mares's penalties this season. Yeah. Known which side he prefers. So you know, Boric sort of faking the other way would have almost sealed the deal that yeah he was going to put it in that bottom yeah. corner and then he was able to adjust yeah. it and go there. So the, the the kick didn't actually look too powerful either. No, it wasn't. I think he's. Maybe he was sort of going to go the other way and then got put off and decided to change his mind at, at the last yeah. minute. But um, not the worst penalty we've seen of recent times because um, during the break, Oscar had a penalty against oh, Wofford yes. and uh, skied it over the bar, <laughs> doing his best John Terry impersonation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, real missed opportunity for Leicester now. They've gone three games without scoring and um, still sitting in second spot. But um, yeah, it's only going to get tougher for them. And yeah, well, it's it's it's. Not scoring games like this, that, yeah. that is going to hurt them the most. Yeah, exactly. But um, talking about scoring and winning, Man United getting a 2-1 win over Swansea and touched at the top of the show in the monologue that, you know, Swansea being a real bogey side for United yeah. and or mostly Louis van Gaal yeah. these last few years. So it would have been good to sort of exercise a few demons. Um, we've got them coming up again shortly as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. In what? In the cup or? Um, no, I think in the regular. Oh, fixture. really? Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny sometimes how it sort of bunches up. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's actually happened with Swansea in particular before as well. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got to the new year and we're playing him again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, it's a really weird one for me because I don't feel like we won. Yeah. Like we did, but I'm not like all happy about <laughs> it because it's just. Stuff that we should have been doing already. Yeah. Where like we we're just pressing early on and yep. um we we looked the better side. Yeah. Uh and yeah, we just it's just everything we should have been doing already. Um and you know, it look what's happening, it's paying off for us. Yeah. Um but... Well it was a big win because Van Hal was really under pressure because what was it like eight games in all competitions without yep. a win for United, yep. which is Absolutely absurd, and, and six in the league. If I think if we didn't win or we drew, it's 
some other record that we haven't done in how many years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's huge pressure. And um, Mata, probably made a match for me. Yeah, yeah. He just played a, an awesome game. Well, my theory is, is that, you know, all the talk has been about Van Hal getting the sack and Mourinho coming in. Yeah. If anyone doesn't want that to happen more than one Mata, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know because he had a horrible relationship with Jose yeah. at yeah. Chelsea. And, yeah, been absolutely playing out of his skin the last few weeks just to make sure that Van Hal stays in that job. Yeah. Well, he's, like, he reminds me of Wayne Rooney a bit because no matter who he's playing for or yeah. what the stakes are, he's just playing football. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like about players like that. Is yeah. They're, they're not worried about, um, you know, other teams or anything. They're just playing the a game at a time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just yeah outstanding for me. Um, um, one positive I I've seen recently of United, even though they've been in this slump, is I think Ashley Young. I think he's shown a lot of responsibility. You know, playing out of position as a fullback. Yeah. Because he's had to you know really concentrate on the defensive side of his game, but he's still playing as a box to box like winger. Yeah. And it, it's amazing. Like when you look back at the game how much of the like attacking part of United's game centres around Ashley Young on that wing, getting the balls into the box. Yep. Um, and I think that the first goal from, was it Martial, came from yeah. Ashley Young. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even though, you know, he might have been, it can be a bit of a target boy for a lot of people, but I think he's actually been half decent. Yeah. During this really tough time, no, no, it's it's hard for anyone to play out of position, let alone as a fullback. Yeah. When you te- when your team's you know losing and drawing every week. I think actually Swansea this week um, changed their tactic a little bit just to hold off. Yeah, um, I think know. they did. Uh, <laughs> but it was really weird. I think it was the Christmas match um, where Young was put uh, in left back. Yeah. But. It was. I don't know if they got the team sheet wrong just on the screen or something, but almost the entire game he played as like a right as winger. a right right back. Yeah. yeah, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. I, was, I was really confused the whole match. <laughs> um, but yeah, Wayne Rooney on the score sheet again. With yeah, a ridiculous goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, you know, he's season so far has been like pretty poor yeah let's be honest but yeah. at least he started 2016 in, in the best way possible yeah really good goal too because that ball was right behind him yeah that would that was some skill to get to that back heel to that ball and get it into the net and it was i think it was this match last time that wayne rooney scored that overhead inside the box oh yeah um, yeah so he's He's, yes, uh, it was against Swansea. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's known for getting some outrageous goals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah, good to see us win again. And, it, yeah. you know, hopefully this sparks, you know, a more attacking style of play because we can pull it off. The only thing I would say is that he again played Martial out to the left. Yeah. Um, which I don't like because... Um, lo and behold, when he scores, he ends up going in the box and in the center. He does cut in and yeah. then and shoot. But I mean, that that goal of Rooney's came because Marshall had the ball that wide, cut in, and got the got the cross to to Rooney. Yeah, um, I mean, because my thinking behind that is obviously that's his position. He was he was where he was supposed to be, so he got the ball and then cut it in. But he always just cuts in. Whatever he does, he always ends up in that central position yeah and i think if he's already there he's gonna do a bit more with it yeah um because he's he's a little bit like hazard where he can take the ball from outside the box go through a couple of players and 
you know, the opposition are risking a penalty if they yeah. tackle him. Yeah. So I've noticed often he does go through players rather than around. Yep. Um, just to draw them in a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's Van Hal's tactic of if he's always going to end up in there, there's more chance of him getting a penalty. True. Yeah, cutting in and yeah. drawing the foul. I tell you what, though, it was uh, fingernails in the mouth right at the end of the game when um, Swansea were really pushing for a, a oh, late equaliser. Yes, tell me about it. And they sent um, Fabianski, went up for you know, the corner. It was like 94 and a yeah. half minutes when there was only four minutes on the board. And uh, millimetres from scoring. <laughs> oh, Cracking header. Fantastic header. Got the power and just so close to scoring. It just would have been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. As a neutral, it would have been fantastic to see. Not so much for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that was nail-biting. But anyway, um, yeah, West Ham had a 2-0 win over Liverpool at the bowling ground. And um, yeah, it was really interesting play, like really good work ethic from um, Slavin Bilic's men. And and that was shown by Antonio winning the ball pretty much on his own byline and then getting to the other end of the pitch to get onto the connecting header. Yeah. Um, fantastic work from them, and yeah, Andy Carroll coming back to to haunt his former employees and and haunt everyone worldwide with that shocking haircut. Yeah, God, that is so bad. Looks like a fourteen year old girl who's just come back from her first holiday in Bali. Yeah, <laughs> don't I know. thought he was going to sell some of the players cookies. <laughs> don't know what he's thinking with that. I mean, when he had it the last round, he had it like braided and then tied up, and then this week he had it braided and almost in a bit of a man bun. It's like. Yeah. As if it's not bad enough already. <laughs> it, it reminded me of um, the video that someone put up of, uh, what's her name? Uh, she's the Australian rapper. Iggy Azalea? Iggy, Iggy Azalea. And they played the some of the video from her film clip. And um, I think the lyrics are something like, makes me want to, like that. And then they cut it. And then it cuts to... Um, uh, Tropic Thunder oh, yeah. and the guy saying you're Australian be <laughs> Australian <laughs> it's like uh, you're white yeah <laughs> have a white haircut <laughs> oh jeez um, and yeah another positive for uh, West Ham as well we saw um, Payet make his comeback from injury and um, earlier on in the season Payet just absolutely blitzed it Really good in fantasy football too, so maybe he's one one to look at. And um, yeah, made his cameo towards the end of the game. A few Zidane turns uh, where he just kept the ball away from a few Liverpool players. They were chasing shadows. And yeah, just poor performance from Liverpool. Um, they just seemed to play long ball football, but Benteke just never seemed to be in the game at all. He was yeah. marked really heavily by Collins. and um, He's another player that's a bit of a loiterer. Yeah, um, but he seems to sc- score goals, but he sort of... St- needs a lot of the ball to do it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And um yeah, I know, you know, a lot of people talk up Coutinho as being world class, but in this game he was absolutely rubbish because yeah. every time he got the ball he do like Ronaldo, every time he got the ball he'd just shoot yeah. on site. And, you know, I think he had about six shots and five of them went into the grandstand. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, most of those would have been from, from thirty yards out and I don't think I've ever really rated Coutinho highly. Yeah, well I was looking at his numbers and for the amount of shots he has, his conversion rate is really poor. Yeah. So he he has a lot of cracks at goal, and a lot of them from distance, but, you know, most of the time they're ending up... When they go in, they look fantastic because, you know, Coutinho can score an absolute cracker from long range, yeah. but what you don't see are the, the half a dozen chances that, that go up into Rosette. Yeah. <laughs> he, he feels, to me, like just an unfinished player. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe he's not suited to Liverpool. But... Well, he seems to be the only one sort of really having a crack at, at the moment with all their injuries. And um, talking about that, we um, the Australian, Brad Smith, made a late cameo for um, Liverpool because they've got that many injuries at the moment. He was... Yeah. Um, they're having to go to Australians. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I remember Brad Smith made his cameo for Liverpool years ago against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge and only had a few minutes. Yeah. They, they still lost, but... Um, yeah, good to see um, another Aussie in the Premier League. So yep. I don't think Klopp was too happy, though, with, with what he contributed. So I don't know if we'll see him get another run or, or what. But yeah. anyway, good to keep an eye on it. But Sunderland 3, Aston Villa 1. No real surprise here because, yeah, Villa are absolute toilet at the moment. <laughs> and, yeah, it was 19th versus 20th. And, you know, if Villa can't, close the gap on their nearest um, ladder sort of positioned rival. Yep. <laughs> They're really destined for the drop. Could mean a, another Claret and Blue team out of the... Yeah, the we, we may have none next season. So, <laughs> got from having three last that'd season be, to that, none. Oh, no, we'll be, have West Ham still. Uh, what if... I reckon that'd be nice <laughs> to not have... I'm actually <laughs> sick of seeing those colours. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Jack Grealish back in the Villa starting eleven. Um, but, yeah... Um, not too much to report here. Um, Defoe with a nice double. Yep. Putting the sword to, to Villa. And um, they did show a bit at one stage. Um, Carlos Gill getting that absolutely cracking goal for Villa. But, um, yeah, they should just start preparing now for championship football. And um, West Bromwich Albion 2, Stoke 1. A little bit of a surprise considering Stoke's recent form run. Yeah. Um, um, they've been really solid this, this last festive period. Yeah. Well, we're talking about a player that, Forgot wasn't even in the Premier League. Johnny Evans, I forgot. Johnny was, Evans, yeah, I forgot yeah. he was even there. <laughs> Popping up with um the the winning goal for for West Brom and um yeah, bit of bit of a surprise. Um, we saw last few weeks we've seen Shakiri and Arnautovic and and Bojan Kerkic really performing well for Stoke, but um yeah, just and never really got going for him. Jonathan Walters getting goal and um yeah, back to back wins now for West Brom, which is they've had a pretty good um period the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, especially with the amount of games and making sure they they keep away from from relegation and yeah Norwich won Southampton nil again a, a team getting points much needed um, yeah massive brain fart from um, <laughs> Victor Wanyama getting collecting two yellow cards for really rough late tackles and yeah you know when you've got a yellow card already for a tackle like that you probably shouldn't be making another one so a bit naive from from Southampton and. Yeah, well, Tadich I was hoping would be my saving grace because of yeah. Julian, but two points, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw Manchester City come back yes. very late against Watford. And... After previously losing to Leicester yep. after a late goal. Yeah, um, yeah, Watford, I'm a little bit surprised they let City win. Um, I thought they probably should have got a draw out of it. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Watford, Leicester and Bournemouth, they've just been, been playing that good that I thought they could keep up the form. Not that they played bad, yeah. but I just thought they could um, hold the bigger teams off yeah. a little bit more. Um, big win for City away because their away season has been... Sorry, their away performances this season have been really poor. Yeah. Um, this was their first win since, I think it was September, away from um, the Etihad. So, and I mean, with this squad that Pellegrini put out, besides Vincent Company, this was their strongest 11 that they had out on the pitch. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, 
positive signs for for Man City. They're they're well in the title hunt. So um, yeah, unfortunately, Igalo's scoring streak. I think it finished at six games. Yep. six games in a row. Um, just just couldn't... like few. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, um, Yaya Toure. Just reminding everyone still how good he is. He's picked yep. up a few goals the last few weeks and really thunderous volley. Yeah. From the corner kick, really good goal. And, yeah, Sergio Aguero popping up towards the end and yeah. and getting the winner. Um, I'm surprised he got taken off as well because I thought he was back to, to normal form. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's um, we've seen him the last few weeks sort of coming off early. With He just can't seem to shake these niggling hamstring injuries. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that was good for him that he managed to, to get the, the goal and, and the three points. And, um, yeah, rounding off, Chelsea, 3-0 win. Away at Crystal Palace. Yep. I was expecting a loss. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. Um, Crystal Palace have been phenomenal at home yeah. all season. Actually, they've been really solid all season home and away, and they'd already beaten Chelsea at the bridge this yeah. season. Um, but yeah, probably a good sign for Chelsea heading into this was that both Kabai and Yannick Balassi were both missing yeah. for this game. So if Chelsea were ever going to win away, um, this was going to be it. And surprisingly... John Obi Mikel, um, since Hiddick's come back, he's obviously he obviously knows well John Obi Mikel, his style of play from the last time he was there. Yeah. Um, has poured him back into the fold and he started this week and he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, nothing special, the John Obi Mikel way. <laughs> Doesn't do anything flash, but what he does, he does well. And yeah. his his game is, you know, he's he is in mould a defensive midfielder and what that allows and then allows Fabregas to get up the pitch and influence the game up the top and allow others to do their thing because what we've seen this season from Matic and whoever's been playing in that that holding role is they get pulled all over the pitch like Matic the last game was you know he was almost like up the top on the wing in the corners like when you're playing as a holding midfielder you need to be that pivot role in the center you need to be the option that the players need for the quick one too yeah and that's what Mikel was doing. Mikel was doing the dirty work at the back and then getting the ball, moving it on forward, let, let the creative players do the creative thing. Yeah. Um, so it was um, absolutely phenomenal performance from Mikel. And he is very maligned by a lot of Chelsea supporters. Yeah. Because let's be honest, he's nothing flash. He's yeah. been around for a very long time. What do you think the chances are if um, Chelsea don't sign anyone soon to manage and they just keep on performing like this, what yep. are the chances hitting could stay? Oh, I, I honestly think it, it would happen if, you know, Chelsea go and show some really good form the second half of the season. Mm. I, I can't see why hitting wouldn't get the job. He, he knows the club. He knows the, the owner. Yeah. Um, if he gets the best out of the players and they respond to him, yeah. you know, what, it seems strange to then sort of remove him for someone, unless it's Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Um, or they're able to get like a, a real big manager, like you know someone like Diego Simeon from Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be strange to not give him the job, but yeah, he's only three games in, so yep. long way to go still. But um, yeah, good. I touched earlier during the fantasy segment, Diego Costa with a really good game, um, really classy assist for Oscar's goal. Yeah. No look, just cut it back. Yeah. I thought he was going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he gave the goalkeeper the eyes that he was about to shoot and yeah. then just, just cut it back. And it was a really good pass because Oscar was flanked by two Crystal Palace players. Yeah. And so, the, you know, the pass had to be pinpoint for it to get Oscar on the run yeah. and not get intercepted, let alone he did it without even looking. Yeah. 
uh, you know, it was bizarre. Had, you know, Otzel done it, the internet probably would have no. broke yeah. uh, because everyone loves Otzel with his assists. But, um, <laughs> yeah, really good performance. And Williams' goal, absolute net buster. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't break the net. Oh, it, it was one of those ones that had it gone into the crowd could have, you know, probably killed someone. <laughs> yeah. So it was probably lucky yeah, that yeah, it, toys yeah, style. lucky that it hit the back of the net. And um, what I really like, you know, Chelsea fans, they've sort of, you know, we've had to take it, cop it on the chin this season and having a bit of a laugh at ourselves at the same time. And when the first goal went in, they started singing, we're staying up, yeah. <laughs> which is which was quite funny. And then when the second goal went in, they started singing, that's why we're champions. <laughs> But, but then like, to, to round it off, when the third one went in, they started singing, um, we're going to win the league. <laughs> so good to see that uh, throughout this, this all, they, they still haven't lost their sense of humour. So, um, yeah, positive signs for, for Chelsea hitting their best form of the season. And, yeah, I'm wondering how far this can go because looking at that table, where Chelsea are at the moment, they're only, I think it's nine points behind... Sort of where United are, that yep. sort of sixth, seventh. Yeah. And the way this season's going, everyone is taking points oh, off yeah. everyone. Yeah. So it's not like there's, you know, two, three clear teams at the top that are just going to steamroll everyone and stay there. Yeah. So, you know, as, as you know, as part of me thinks that there's no chance at all of making top four, yeah. <laughs> there's still just this little flickery glimmer of hope that, <laughs> oh, maybe they might get top four and maybe sort of salvage something from this disastrous season, but... Yeah. Anyway, who knows? Maybe they'll just end up winning the treble, swim the FA Cup, Champions League, and, and Premier League, and. It'd be interesting to see when. When do you play your next Champions League match? Uh, it is not until I think it's February. Okay. Is yeah. it PSV? PSG. PSG. So yeah, okay. the, the toughest draw we could have had. They're the top ranked team in in the um, the second pot, and of course we got them. So yeah, and their PSG are flying like in the French league. They have such a huge lead that Monaco, who are placed second in the French League, if this makes sense, are actually closer to the relegation teams oh, really? than they yep. are to Jeez. PSG at the top. So PSG can practically play their under-18 side <laughs> around those those Champions League fixtures. And yeah. even if they drop points, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And they, they can make sure that their absolute top 11 are fit for the Champions League. So it's a tough ask. Yeah. Uh, there's actually no games this no weekend. No games this weekend, yeah, FA Cup. But, um, yeah, looking ahead to the following week, uh, it's it's um, some midweek games, looks like it. So yeah. um, they sort of bunch up quite quickly at the moment because it seems weird. Like, they'll you'll ha- we'll have, like, the rest of this week and then they'll have FA Cup and then it gets straight back into the Premier League. Why not play the FA Cup fixtures midweek and then play the Premier League fixtures on the weekend? Like, it just... Yeah. Seems a bit weird because you know a lot of the top teams rest, rest their ele- like their top eleven players for the FA Cup because a lot of the teams are playing you know sort of championship, you know division one, division two teams, so they're yeah. able to rest players. So it seems I don't know it always seems weird with the FA Cup that they like to have like their own weekend of football, but then when you get to the FA Cup final, it's wedged in in between regular Premier League fixtures. Yeah. It so, seems strange, like it's more effort to put a FA Cup on a weekend than it would be. Yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, yeah, the, the fixture's coming up. We've got um, Aston Villa hosting Crystal Palace. What do you reckon? How much do Palace win by? <laughs> I was about to say, I'm <laughs> <going> Palace. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the Battle of United's Newcastle versus Manchester. Surely United will take it. Which one? So Newcastle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, Manchester United. <laughs> uh, um, Bournemouth versus West Ham. And earlier in the season, we saw Bournemouth get the win over West Ham. Yep. Um, I th- I'm going to say Bournemouth are going to come off a frustrating week and uh, rethink their uh, tactics. And I think, yeah, Bournemouth will yeah? take them. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, then we've got... Oh, there we go. Chelsea, West Brom. Are they a bogey team? A little bit, but mostly at West Brom. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So being at home, uh, I yeah, I think uh, their form's going to continue, and Chelsea are going to take it. Yay! Um, Stoke versus Norwich. I'm going to go Stoke. Stoke yeah. yeah. Um, Southampton, Watford. Watford. On paper, it looks really entertaining, but yeah. if you go on form, I think you go with Watford, don't yeah. you? Um, Manchester City, Everton. This would be another good game. Yeah. This could have goals galore as well. Or it could be a nil-nil <laughs> draw. Uh, I'm going to give Everton the slight edge. Really? Yeah, only because City had a good win, but I wouldn't call that a good like back-to-form or anything. Yeah. Um, and Everton seem to pick up more points away than they do at home yeah, at yeah. the moment. Uh, I think um, I'm going to go with Manchester City here. I think they're just starting to, to hit top gear again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Swansea Sunderland. Sunderland. You going with Sunderland? Ooh. I'll go. Uh, I reckon this could be a draw. Yep. So, um, Spurs Leicester. Another, Another great game, game on paper. Yeah. yeah. Really cracker. Well, this is this is that time I guess where um, Everton's tested. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Leicester are tested. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. And interesting, this weekend in the FA Cup, Tottenham play Leicester, so they're going to be playing each other <laughs> twice in yeah. the in the matter of like a few days. I'm going to go a two-all draw. Going to go two-all draw. Yeah. So you think the goals are coming back to Leicester? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think um, I think Tottenham might win that one. Maybe t- I'll, I'll go two-nil. Yep. I think they're defensively they're they're really good and um, yeah, finishing up with the um the cherry on the top, Liverpool Arsenal. Another solid game. This game always promises goals. I remember Ah <laughs> um, Sharvin scoring four goals against Liverpool years ago, and like, yeah. I think it was like a four-all, four-four game, and yeah, it just always seems to be a lot of goals between these two. I'm gonna say Arsenal will take it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I I seem to think Liverpool play much better against the top teams. Yeah. I think they really get up for the top top games, but their problem lies when they play like the sort of the bottom mid-table teams. They yeah. sort of just mentally clock off and sort of coast it in. So I actually, I'm going to go with Liverpool here. Yep. I think they will come back and, yeah, bounce back. Now the question is, midweek games, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Love midweek games. Uh, They're hard to watch though. Uh, if you're working. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so the question is, when are we back? When are we back? Uh, good question, because then following that, the fixtures kick back in on the uh, Sunday. So we, we might have, we'll have to, to. We might have to do a, a maybe a quick, quick pod. Yeah. After that, in and out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much it for us. Thanks for joining us. We hope you had a good uh, New Year break, and we hope you don't dread going back to work <laughs> too much. Uh, if you guys want to get in contact with us, you can go to sidenettingpod.com or you can contact us through Twitter, which our Twitter handle is... Yep, sidenet underscore pod. Or if you want to contact Pete directly... Yep, uh, find me 
at Trolley Lamb on Twitter. And we also have a Facebook page. Just search for the Side Knitting Podcast. Yeah, join in the discussions. Always putting lots of funny crap up. So, yeah, join in. <laughs> give us your predictions, what you like, and yeah, we'll read it out on the show. And, and if you are listening via iTunes, please rate the show. It'll help us out a lot. Yes. Try to get our ranking up. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.